Hello and welcome to From the Rooftops, a podcast about superheroes. That's Clay. That's Stella. And this week, we're going to talk to you about utility belts. I guess there's, there's like a meaningful difference between like a super weapon or like power armor and what I kind of view as a broad category that utility belts like would name. Because like, like Hawkeye and Green Arrow's quiver, that's the utility belt, right? But like, the fucking scarab, Blue Beetle scarab doesn't feel like a utility belt, right? Because it's... No. It's multi-defined and, like, multi-purpose and ill-defined, right? Um, so, my, and, and, like, this is, this is, this is running the risk of getting into one of those, well, we define a thing and now everyone we talk to has to deal with our definition. Uh, which I don't actually feel bad about. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We have the podcast. We control the horizontal and the vertical. Um, but we, uh, for, for my money, the idea of the utility belt and the purpose of the device that is the utility belt is that it is a thing of discrete objects that are small enough that you don't necessarily need them all the time, but when you do need them, you need them close at hand. So a weapon is usually not going to land in this category because if you have a weapon, you have some other purpose. For like, You're going to need a weapon regularly. Hmm. Whereas you don't regularly need a, um, uh, uh, you know, an anti. I'm going to bring up Adam West. Just, uh, just a warning. This is going to be the Adam West Batman alarm. Uh, you don't need shock repellent every day, hmm. but when you do need shock repellent, you're glad you have shock repellent, hmm. right? Like it's nonsense, <sighs> but it's great nonsense, and I love it, and I will fight people over it. Uh, my thing is like, I think it also implies purpose, like, the, like the way you're device or your system works implies purpose because like you're a real life like a police officer's belt is a utility belt and it has uh multiple weapons multiple things like that on it that like goes with their function and what they're supposed to be doing right supposed to be yeah (laughs) and some of them like i I kept my lid on it (laughs) i'm not and some of them like if you actually look this up, some of them will load this shit up differently than others, and so yeah. you can get you can learn a lot about that individual police officer. But like, how many clips of ammo they just chosen to select instead of like, oh, I well, you know, I ditched the, the uh, notebook and just put another clip on. Why? <laughs> right? It's uh, why did, it, it is why did everyday you not want to carry things? for. It is everyday carry for people who can legally murder people. So you know, it's a little like. EDC is already a fraught environment filled with some dubious people. Sorry. Um, <laughs> uh, confession time here. So I have like a little uh, pouch that mm-hmm. I attach to my mm-hmm. belt when mm-hmm. I go to work. Mm-hmm. And I put mm-hmm. my things in because mm-hmm. I like it. And also because like scrubs have like pocket issues. They're very inconsistent. Yeah. Pockets. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like, yeah. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> I'm the hey, only look. one. There was this old guy who used to work with us. He used to have, like, and he was a nurse. But he would clip that thing on every morning. And then one day, he like, when he retired, I was like, Bill, can I have your utility belt? He's like, no. Like, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Shout outs so to man. Bill. Wow, that's a, that's a power move. Oh, my God. That's beautiful. And, you know, you know, I don't think he expected that. That's amazing. There were like three of us in there asking him that question. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. 
And the three dorkiest <laughs> dudes there, too. I'm it was sorry, me man. and, like, the other two guys. We, we used to hang out and talk about games and comics. And they're like, can we have that if you're leaving? <laughs> <laughs> what an absolute prince. Amazing. <laughs> mm. Anyway, uh, so, yeah, like, I, I had to confront the fact that I carry around a small book bag sized thing that I keep a whole bunch of my stuff in and I put my phone in there when I'm not using it and I'm like oh okay I guess this is technically a purse I don't know whatever um oh yeah but yeah that's like a, that's, that's, that's also the conversation right because like yeah in a lot of cases it's just a purse like I remember earlier versions of Batgirl and Batwoman like the early oh yeah used to have purse. utility purses right and it's like that might be better like Green Goblin has a purse like, he'd yep. probably get mad at you if you called it a purse, but it's a fucking purse, Norman. And also, he's a Green Goblin, he'd get mad at you for anything. Alright, <laughs> we're not talking about a character with a very deep and sophisticated moral framework. <laughs> but yeah, but it is that... So for a lot of people, for a lot of cases, like it's like a non-specific area in which a character can keep anything they use to solve a plot problem, right? Yep. I kind of dislike that, just because I dislike anything that works like that. Anything you know? is too vague. Mm-hmm. Which is why, you know, like, again, I like, I didn't really think... And by the fucking... way, like, hmm? by comparison, uh, how 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 do we feel about it when um, Iron Fist breaks out a new technique that we've never heard of? I also... It's the same thing. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. And that's... But that's also why I like fucking, like, the, the whole air, the Archer character's quiver, because... That is always going to be an object that is clearly defined in a very, like, specific context. It has to be an arrow, which means it has to be fired, right? And even though it's, they can go just as weird as any, like, issue of Batman, there's still that, like, limiter on it. Because it's like, no, it has to be a fucking arrow, because that's where they put this fucking, that's what it is. That's the person's whole gimmick, right? Yeah. And it, it, that's cool. The, and also the like, nature of the the nature of the utility belt as well, and the reason it differs uh, story mechanism wise from other stuff like the sudden development of other martial arts techniques that you know we get from characters like Iron Fist and whatnot. The reason it does that is because it because it is an object, it has its own existence outside the importance of it to the character. Uh, the the what we would refer to this is on it would have ontology. Uh, this is most notably useful because it means that they can be broken or they can be taken away. And the the fact that they can be taken away comes up sometimes. The fact that they can be broken comes up a lot. Uh, that's that's why Spidey has web shooters, by the way. That's why that's why Spidey like, like the only story use for Spidey's web shooters is that so that sometimes they can not work or run out yeah. of fuel. Yeah, they're probably my favorite version of the like utility belt concept and as he's become more like fucking iron man that's become more ridiculous and he's gotten more devices and stuff but like the core idea of the web shooters is great because yep and indeed we the see core, the core of of like early spider-man was web shooters and uh, a tracking device and that's and a camera and that's kind of camera it. was like, on the belt and a flashlight yeah and that's basically his adc right and i think it's like because it's a it's just like the, it's just like the bow and and similar to the bow, like we all think we understand archery, we may not fully understand, it, but we have a clear enough idea of it just by looking at it that yeah, we yeah. understand we, how we it works. An, we have an intuitive handle on it, even though 
uh, like, the intuitive handle is going to have some real wrong stuff on it. Oh my goodness, we believe some nonsense about archery. Right, but just like with the with the web shooters, like okay, there's there's the, there's, the, there's the button in the hand, so we get that. There's the, the fucking chambers around the wrist, we get that. There's a nozzle in the front, we get that. Shoots web nozzle. It's a nozzle. It's a nipple. A nozzle. It's a nipple. Well, anyway, it shoots stuff out. The nozzle. We get. <sighs> Go on. We get I'm that. Sorry for we understand that, and we've seen him interact with it enough. We know, like there. Frequent things of him stopping and reloading and doing this. So we get that. And so when it breaks down, we get that. When it doesn't work, we get that. When it just, there's some shit you just can't do with it, we get that. Oh, he's never going to set a fire with his web shooters. How would that even work? They don't shoot fire. We get that. Right? Yeah. Um, and then, this, is, this is one of the things about objects and how we relate to them that comes up in this. Where, where objects have uh, considered practical rules and... It seems kind of obvious now, but, like, when you get down to it, when you make a thing into an object, you make it so it will behave like an object. And behaving like an object includes a whole bunch of stuff like there's stuff that objects can't and won't do. Uh, a book is never going to change into a bicycle. That would be <sighs> out of what we understand objects to do. Well, unless it's a fourth dimensional book cycle. And at that point, you're talking about something that doesn't exist. You're talking about a non-object object. <laughs> but yeah it's I came the, the, prepared motherfucker yeah, I, hold on Shoot, get away from that cat trying to steal some food um cat content <laughs> rare cat content does the cat want revolution uh cat d- doesn't respect anybody they, they think they just jumps on me I'll be sitting not to jump on me to go somewhere else to jump off of me to get to the top of the couch I'm like I was <laughs> the disrespect Standing on people but, to get their own way. But no, the idea that, uh, yeah, like, these are physical objects. And that defines them separately from, like, you know, like your Iron Mans or your Blue Beetles or what have you. Because, like, those are fake objects, like you said. And even even if, like, a fucking weird, like, an Under the Red Hood, or, like, a reoccurring gadget in that movie, not the book, was, like, basically a small jet engine he would attach to things to, like, push them around. Like, notably, he would, like, stick it to a back of a dumpster, and the dumpster would shoot forward. But, like, it was about, like, palm size. It'd fit in his pocket, he'd stick it to something, and it would go. And we would understand that, and it would have its own, like, logic to it. And you could that also just knock it sense. out of his... Yeah, and he would knock it out of his fucking hand. And it made sense. I need this in case I need fucking rockets quickly. Like, sure, okay. Do not give Clay access to regular rockets quickly. The... Yeah. You'll see a Don't. lot more dumpster-related uh, vehicle accidents. Look, man. Yes. But they probably <laughs> had it coming. <laughs> I'm not saying they didn't, but I am saying you would see more of them. <laughs> but no, like, that idea, like, these are defined things that can be taken from, it's easy to... Just fucking unclip the belt. And a fucking common rider, belts go flying off niggas for like when a strong breeze hits them. It's kind of hilarious. Yeah, but, like, but the belts in common rider are nonsense. The belts in common rider are not utility belts. Most of the time. Yeah. But still, like but, it's but, it's, but it's the belts the belts are these enormous extra arm sized fucking things that like wrap around the outside of a full trench coat. Like <laughs> 
you get a lot, and, and indeed, this is back to our idea of things as objects. The belts in Kamen Rider are actual physical props. They don't get to be drawn on by someone who can treat latex outfits like someone's naked. Like, this is, this is a, a, a prop that someone actually needs to, like, whang through the air. Yeah. But they also and think it's like- they do. <laughs> it's like like those are just like you know an Iron Man suit or something. They they're used to give someone a full suite of superpowers. Whereas yeah. with like a utility belt type object, it's meant to be used to hold tools or used to serve mm-hmm. a defined function, right? Mm-hmm. And so, in that vein of the defined function, though, uh, you also can think about it in terms of what does it express about the character. So I've said that Spider Man's spider spider um web uh, shooters. The, the web shooters they are not used for a lot of stuff they are pretty much just used for that whole oh no my web shooters are running out and that's a way that they can show the endurance of spider-man as being unflagging while still giving them the ability to write story beats about a character not having enough endurance to do the thing that they want to do that's perfectly solid storytelling nothing weird nothing wrong it's all great the other purpose of a utility belt item is to represent a character's ability to think ahead. And that's where we get Bat Shark repellent. Mm-hmm. It So like this falls into that spectrum of like obviously like the prep time thing and fuck prep time. But also part of the idea of prep a time, character like hyper time, not quite something Clay's a fan of. The, one of the things about this whole utility belt concept is the notion that the character needs that shit, right? Which, in and of itself, applies a limitation of them, right? Because, like, Captain America has a very limited ability set, but because he's Captain America, he doesn't need anything else. And it would be weird if he had anything else, right? Yeah. And yeah. Meanwhile, you know, Batman okay, needs like, all of that shit. Okay, so here's the thing to consider as, again, as far as terms of, like, relationship to objects. When Captain America has a communicator, how often do you have scenes of him putting it in or having it explained to him? Mm. Because I remember those scenes as fairly common of someone like, oh, it's a thing. You put it in your ear and it'll do this thing. It's like, that's not just there to say, hey, Captain America is an idiot who needs communicators explained to him. It's an undercurrent of this is not normal for this character and we know we have to show him getting it. Otherwise, when he uses it later on, you'll all go, hang on, what the fuck? It's kind of a James Bond thing, right? Yeah. You have to have Q what sit down and be like, here's him. everything that's going to happen This, you know, in this yeah. story. Otherwise, otherwise, it looks like bullshit. Otherwise, it looks like you're inventing stuff on the fly. Um, yeah. And breaks our verisimilitude. Yeah, but like, they've broken it so many times with Batman, it's become expected. And that's fucking frustrating. Where So... So here's a related question. How often is some how often do you think they change what's in the utility belt? I don't think anybody sits down and thinks about what's in Batman's utility belt very often. Like I mentioned like on the natural like episode, what do you think the actual like numbers construction of an archer character's quiver is? Like what a percentage of normal arrows and weird gimmick arrows and whatever whatever. Like we hmm? Yeah. Like Okay, so just off the top of my head, if I had to do this kind of stuff, like, I would default immediately to game design. Like, that's mm. straight where my brain would go. Yeah, no, you're, me and you're in the same place of, like, 
Because yeah. fucking a game that defines things, you know, by rules, it, it's all about intersection of rules and systems. So you have to sit down and be like, no, you can't have the belt be the magic that it is in shitty comics because you can't fucking make that work, right? Yeah. So it has now, to be defined now, by stuff. Now, okay, so here's here is an example of where of a so. Hey, everyone who tuned in for us talking about cape shit, I'm about to start talking about tabletop RPGs. You didn't sign up for that, but you're stuck in here with me now. So there's a system called Blades in the Dark. And I fucking love Blades in the Dark. It's a really, really good uh, grim fantasy story, which is built around playing gangs of criminals doing uh, interesting crimes. And one of the innovations that Blades in the Dark has is uh, time in that game is effectively non-linear. So everything that happens, you know, you can, you can say, oh no, hang on, um, like a month ago I did this. And then you can play out a little scenelet of what you did a month ago and you work out how good a job you did of it. So if you run into a guard and you don't want to handle that guard, you can say, oh, um, uh, um, uh, so, so what happened is, um, I turned up here before the hand where we were casing the joint and I, um, I fucked up that guard. So his eyes are a bit bad or I came here beforehand and I bribed that guard. So like you can always be doing these things to change the way that the story looks like it's going. And that means that instead of spending hours and hours and hours planning out every single item that's in your utility belt, you just get to say, I brought a, and, and this is how the game handles equipment. You can say, I brought a large load or a medium load or a light load. And all right, every time you want to pull a thing out of your utility belt, that's a thing you thought you might need. So you cross off one of the empty boxes. And now that's one of the items you have. This is an amazing system for getting that feeling of like, aha, I always planned ahead. I always knew exactly what I'd need. And the thing is, for characters who don't want to do that, they just go, I didn't bring shit. I brought a stick. And, you know, that's what Fox plays. And it's great. Um, <laughs> I Actually, I tell a lie. I tell a lie. One of, her, one of the items that Fox always seems to br- have whenever the light load comes up is she's always got like a pry bar or a crowbar or something. Well, those are generally useful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and, and like, I love this system, and I think this is one of the great ideas that you can use to make the utility belt mechanically work. Um, and the thing is, once you start doing that and you start looking at utility belts in comics, some of them get better and some of them get so much worse. Because the, the shark repellent, the eternal example of the shark repellent, right? Mm-hmm. He knew he was going to the beach. If if the whole point of Adam West's Batman is he's meant to be a thoughtful detective-y guy, and he knew he was going to the beach, well, he'd probably jam some of the shark... Like, what's the cost of jamming shark repellent in your utility well, belt if you are regularly changing what's in your utility well, belt? it was on the plane, actually. It was on the helicopter. And he had to climb... I remember it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I remember that now. But the, but the point is that, like, yeah, and, and the fact that the shark repellent actually wasn't immediately at hand makes this even better, because it's like, okay, I'm going to store other more situational gadgets in a nearby container that's quite large and can handle even more stuff than what I'm carrying around. That makes it even better. I like that. So, you know, that's actually a thought I've had about, like, okay, so there's a part of me that hates the bat plane as a concept, because one, it's military technology, and I hate, like, probably... It is absolutely a military... That, that thing is one pilot too many to be a fucking drone. Right. Otherwise, that's exactly what it is. So, like, I hate it for that. And I also hate it because it's very advanced. I like Batman to be more ground level. But it is more thematically appropriate for Batman to fly around than it is for him to drive around. And those two things, those are two wolves that are at war within me. But... Okay, so... 
so your two wolves aside, <laughs> also hot. Um, I would like to I would like to forward a suggestion here, right? I I compared the bat plane to a drone. Now, what if Batman instead of having a drone, like an actual Hellfire missile launching, wedding destroying murder machine, had a collection of small bat shaped like you know personal drones, the little ones that we use to like take camera camera yeah, footage and yeah. stuff. Imagine if he had a network of those around the city and it was when he needs a specific device, he just buzzes for one of them and it's like, okay, where's the nearest bat repellent? Sorry, where's the nearest shark repellent? Oh, it's there. Okay, I need to hold out for N seconds while it gets well, here. That's, the other, that's, that's cool. the other half of what I'm talking about is the idea of the bat vehicle as a mobile base that he can, uh, you know, go to yeah. to reload or pull in different loadouts. So he says, oh, well, this looks like it's going to be a Mr. Freeze thing. I'm going to reach into the trunk of the Batmobile and pull out the freeze belt, snap that on, right? Yeah. And indeed, uh, that, that's one of the reasons why team-ups against Batman are such a, a, a interesting threat, because suddenly he can't be quite so able to predict what he's dealing with. And that's also one of the reasons why Batman having these really goofy villains with these really strong thematics are, like, really useful story-wise, because why did he bring all this anti-umbrella equipment? He brought this anti-umbrella equipment because he was fighting the Penguin, and the Penguin's a weirdo who uses umbrellas. <laughs> like... That all explains itself really nicely when you start dealing with these these broad, very comic book ideas on their own level. Yeah, but also, also, like, it sells toys. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I, one of my favorite Christmas presents growing up was when one of my, uh, uh, one of my relatives bought me a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle utility belt, which had a bunch of stuff in it that never, ever, ever showed up in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle cartoon, but I didn't know because I'd never seen it. <laughs> but yeah, it, but the thing that, that it's always for me is that like we, we never see them, we don't as often say, if, if it, it's always the thing, hey, I'm going to reach in here and I'm going to pull out the solution to the problem instead of, I'm going to reach in here and pull out something and it may or may not fix yeah. it. Like, I want to say it was an episode of The Batman where like, they put Firefly and Mr. Freeze together to go against them. I'm like, in a smaller piece of media, this would be brilliant because he, they would, they would have like Firefly show up, right? And be like, aha, Batman, I'm going to do this, this, and this. It's like, okay. And he'll like, he makes an announcement and Batman goes to deal with them. And then Mr. Freeze is there. Aha, we got you. You got that Firefly shit. What now, bitch? You know, like he's got everything ready. Well, and on an extra level there, the thing that I really love that you could do with a story like that, again, in a smarter piece of media, is him going, oh, okay, the tools I brought aren't adequate for this. I have to use them as the tools against one another. And that's smart, and that's thoughtful, and that's situational. And it treats, and it disables the utility belt without making the idea of the utility belt dumb. Right. And, like, and again, that's where Spider-Man shines, because he is always in that situation. You can't, there are, there are things. Slightly outmatched by people who think he's right. an idiot. Right. There are things you cannot fucking do with the web shooters. And he's still gonna have to find a way to use, well, used to, until he became fucking Tony Stark. But he has to find a way out of that problem. We're not wild about that decision, just in case. With you're the defined tools that he has, right? And they are defined. They, it, it, the web shooter is a specific thing that does specific stuff, you know, and it's a wide range of stuff. It's almost a Green Lantern ring, but not quite. And just because of that, it's fucking fantastic, you know? Also, if we're spider shaming, I really don't like that Miles can turn invisible. Really? Um, it doesn't feel like a biological ability. Really? Not to me. 
Look, maybe I have different okay. expectations of well, what, spiders. I'm well, like, Okay, so what if it wasn't like full invisibility? What if it was just kind of like cloaky? Like, if he was chameleoning, yeah. if he was like changing color to look like the things behind him, I would love that. I would love what you could do with that. There's so many different good ideas for that. Uh, especially because it starts playing with the idea of controlling people's perception and you have to start like that's not just something that makes being invisible is a stealth that any idiot can use i mean harry potter uses it and he's a moron Mm. but um being chameleon like and having having to paint yourself the color of the things behind you and also you have the added element that he's a he's an artist like the the graffiti angle and suddenly he has an awareness of what the world around him looks like there's so much stuff you could do with that that's really cool but i really hate that it's just straight up blimp invisible so so we can yell at our uh our audience here how do you feel about the lightning powers Mm. electrocytes always feel very fish to me not very um not very insect and i i feel like spider-men and spider girls and spider nbs should feel like uh spiders they should feel spiders they should feel like spiders and the thing that frustrates me there is i know some of the stuff spiders can do and they're not going to touch on that because you know people wouldn't people would it's gross if there was if there was a spider-man well yeah it's also super gross if there was a spider-man whose whole thing was that they could shoot you in the nose and send a probe into your brain and pilot your body like people would think one that's a villain and two holy christ how horrifying whereas i'm like yeah that's the thing a spider does that's 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 a thing (laughs) there's a wasp that does that yeah they also lay the eggs in you yep brains are weird (laughs) Simple brains are really easy to mess with, too. Anyway. But yes. Well, yeah, no, like, he has a defined, like, function that works. And there we go. There's our spider shaming for now. Yeah, just shitting all over. Because, like, it's, I, when I started, we started the discussion, I was like, man, I'm going to say a lot of good things about web shooters. So it's good we're counterbalancing that. <laughs> well, I mean, on, on a related front to that, in, in the Sam Raimi movies, he doesn't have web yeah, shooters. Well, he does. They're just built How in. How do you feel about it's that? fucking terrible. Well, okay, yeah, yeah. He has... He has organic it's web stupid shooters, and right? it's bad and it's dumb and i'm glad it's gone but uh ellie agrees with you the funniest thing is um an ultimate spider-man right Shh. revolution ellie is really adamant about this situation with the web shooters. fucking gross man it's there it's uh I, I remember an earlier draft of that movie they said he like he construct they actually compared it to come no well yes but no also the, he actually constructed fake web shooters that would be large and noticeable to put on top of because, like, the actual organic web shooters were bigger and uglier and grosser and didn't want people to see that. <laughs> so he, like, m- wanted to make a point that people thought he was using a device, right? And then there was some yeah. point where the, it came so, off and people saw it and they were grossed the fuck out because. So, uh, not, not to, not to tell you how to, how to enjoy your, por- your porridge and your peas. Uh, I actually do quite like the, in the movie specifically, I like the organic version of it, just because on the basis of this character has access to just less material stuff. He doesn't have the means to build a complicated device like the web shooter in his garage the same way. Like, he doesn't have a garage. Um, and that means that in that, in the Sam Raimi movies specifically, they weren't going to do anything that a web shooter lets you do, so they just wanted to go, all right, he has web powers, and we're going to move on quickly. But also... I understand why someone might not like that. It's totally That's like, yeah. Oh, they, um, it's actually, I'm glad you brought that up. See, the thing about the web shooters that I also like is that it's not actually the device itself that's complicated. And it's a fucking squirt gun. It's the chemistry. Exactly. In it. And yeah. in Ultimate Comics, uh, he didn't invent the web fluid. Uh, his dad did. But like, he was just missing one thing about it. He never really knew what to do with it. So it was just like a formula that was sitting around in his 
you know, his dad's basement, his, you know, his dead father's basement. And so he could, he, he figured it out the last part of it that he had been looking at since he was a child. And now he's, you know, a teenager. So he's a bit smarter and he figures that out and he goes, can I get rich off of this? Like, I mean, it disappears in an hour, but it's, I, I, I it's, you meant, can I only do Spider-Man th- stuff with this? I guess so. And so, and that's the whole thing, right? The, yeah, and, and that's, and that's one of those things that people tend to bring up as one of those criticisms of the, of the genre in general of like, well, if he can make these devices, why isn't he selling them to become rich? And in the case of Bruce Wayne with Batman he, devices, he like, it. yes. But, <laughs> and, and in the case of, and in the case of Bruce Wayne with Batman devices, he just does. Yes. That's happening all the exactly. time. <laughs> but like, in the case of like, with Spider-Man, he just said, he said, there's like, I don't know, this is very specific and weird and probably doesn't have a lot of practical application. So, like whether or not that's true, memories. he said it, and so that you know that's, they addressed it. Whether or not you agree with that assessment, but. I I have memories of a comic couple of pages of Spider-Man approaching the police and saying, "Hey, I have this non-violent weapon that contains people, and you can use in mass." And they're like, "No, we've got guns. We're fine." Yeah, but there's also the um, and like that feels very on the nose, <laughs> but also. Well, there was also an issue where some random dumbass got a hold of web shooters and was, like, trying to do crimes, but they're very complicated and hard to use without superpowers, so he just just caused trouble. So I can imagine policemen, like, do you have a version of this that isn't weird and complicated and specific? You know? Like, do you have something that can be given to everybody? Yeah, every tool. And And that's one of the things about gadgets that I quite like when they look like a proper gadget. Um, I fucking hate in The Dark Knight. How bad, like, okay, I'm going to walk a fine line here because I've talked about how great Adam West is and I'm going to talk shit about the Dark Knight, but the Dark Knight Batman, the devices he has and he makes are all very much the result of like mass produced factory versions with a very clear aesthetic on them. And in some cases they even have like a professional um, interface, like the, the interface in the tank has got like a, a proper user heads up device. And that means that that thing, like, that had to get passed through dozens and dozens of people working on dozens and dozens of parts, and it gets tested, and it gets retested. Like, if you build it, if you ever have to build a user interface for anything, you'll know how difficult it is and how much time it involves. So, this, uh, this, if the device looks too much like something you can buy, it looks too much like something lots of people made. Whereas Reed Richards occasionally has these just horseshit looking devices, which have like a giant dial on one side and unlabeled buttons and what I'm like, yeah, no, that tracks because that's a thing he made for him to use and he doesn't need to label shit because who else is going to use it? Oh, yeah. I personally hate, this is a very specific pet peeve I have. Um, I don't like Batman having stuff that look like guns. Even, like, it's not just, oh, Batman should never yes. do guns. But it's also fucking a, an aesthetic thing, like you said. This should look like bat devices, right? I hate the grapple gun that yeah. looks like a gun with a hook on it. I like that that just looks weird. That, like, fires off at an odd angle and has the unnecessary wing parts on it. You know? Or the ones... My my favorite version of the grapple gun is the one that has, like, the giant fucking megaphone end. The one that looks like it's gonna fart at you. <laughs> Cause, cause, and the thing is, the thing I love about that, right? Okay, so it's a great big cone housing because it's got a giant fuck off hook in it and he has a cape and that's a way to keep anything errant getting on the hooks 
I, I, it's just a simple little de- detail of how that device would be to interact with in her day-to-day life of like, oh yeah, I don't want the barbed hooks flailing around out where I might touch There's them. basically two versions, well, three versions of the grapple I like. One is the one from the animated series, which is just an odd-looking device. Like, Okay, by the way, hang on, tune in. Yo, this is our new segment, and we're doing it every week now. It is grappling hook talk. Oh, fuck, yes. And this, there's a whole, there's a whole segment I have planned that is on this line. But yes, so. Jingle underway. So there's, there's like two versions of this. One is kind of square and blocky, but it's basically like almost like a cross shaped thing. You point, and you push, like you aim it with your fist. So like, like you, like it sits between your knuckles, and you aim it with your fist, and you push it on the side. And then the other one is the same thing, but it's just more bat-like. It's just like, it's the exact same yeah. device, it just has the little curvy curves. And I love that. Because like, the fuck is that thing? I don't know, but it's not a goddamn gun. It's a Batman thing. Yeah. There was a story about when they were filming The Dark Knight. Wherein some dude, in Chicago, some dude ran his car into the Batmobile because he thought it was a space, like a, uh, some strange thing and he attacked it. That should never happen. If you're filming a Batman movie in the city and somebody sees your car, they'd be like, hey, it's the Batmobile. And similarly. Yeah, someone's making a Batman right. movie. Similarly, if, if you're filming a Batman movie and you leave one of your props around, the cops shouldn't attack you because they think you have a gun. They'd be like, why are you pointing that bat thing at me? And that's cool. It's very cool. The other ones are, from a personal standpoint, are not even devices. They're like built into the gauntlet. I like that because I hate the idea that Batman lets people see him shoot the grapple hook because i think he should make people think he could fly yeah so be like yeah no that i i i very much like that uh i like the idea of the invisible and silent ones as well which you know obviously it's so preposterous of like oh well it would need much better tensile strength and then you point next door and superman is flying yeah no it's not only that because it makes sense like if he has those fucking hooks on his arms to climb which i like then the idea of like his entire movement yep. apparatus would be built into the arms and the cake. Like all of that is a big device. Like he's wearing a huge device, right? Just to fly around. He could have, you know, built a flight suit. But was like, no, I want people to think I'm a bat. So I have to have the cape, the wings and the flying. And I have to, I have to do all this no, stuff. No, no. Like it's, he's doing the other detail. <gasps> the other detail about this, that's very important. And it's why all his utility stuff is on a belt. And it's not the suit is he needs to be able to fight. Yeah. Because if you can't fight, your only option is to build a weapon into the suit. And at that point, the suit's right. a weapon. That's when you become Iron Man, and that's when you become someone who is flying around with a fucking warship of ordnance, using it to beat up criminals. And, like, the whole, you know, Batman is beating up the mentally ill, I know I've made that joke, and I'm happy to make that joke, and I will make that joke again in the future. But one of the things that makes your Batman into that guy is when he's running around with what amounts to overkill in terms yeah, of exactly if it's one dude going out there to beat up uh to to oppose violence in his society with the only tools he has access to which includes his own body and his own means to punch people then it's a totally different language it's a totally different uh uh utility. Yeah. yeah and it's 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 again it's part of the idea that all of the batman stuff is like a process like a methodology that it's it's not because again if you have the money to do all this advanced shit just do it but if you're if you're going about all the batman things for a reason not just you know a moral reason but like a mechanical or aesthetic reason that works whereas if at any point you can just pull out the most crazy shit ever why don't you always like if if you can just do all of this shit 
Why aren't yeah. you doing it all the time? It's a waste of your time. It's a waste of your fucking life to do it that way. It's the Power Rangers mm-hmm. problem. You know, why aren't they always just starting by combining the Zords? Because in the... the... <sighs> go on, go on. You, you can let it out. Because... This is a safe space Because then this. they would just... That's, that's, that's a last resort situation. The fact that they do it every episode is a different yeah. conversation. But it's, it's, you're not supposed to because it's a giant fucking robot. It's... Look, I'm not, I'm not here to sing the praises of Kamen Rider Decade because it's not actually a series I've watched, but I do understand that they did a really good job of handling the question of why don't you go full size the first time you fight them? Because, because when you are, when you are the hero and you're trying to stop a villain, a tiny villain is super hard to stop as opposed to when the villain has gone full size, you actually need to have uh, something comparable to fight them. Yeah. But that's the idea that. What I'm saying is this is all decades. Fault. Generally speaking, yes. The, 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 again, the, the defining of a character's like abilities as stuff, as objects that are like contained means that it, 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 it brings with it the entire nature of the character, right? Because then it's not a fucking, just a non-specific powers thing. And you don't have to fucking figure out all of the physics of your character's, you know, grapple system or whatever, or, I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd like you if you did because yeah. I like that sort of thing, but you don't have to do that. Yeah, but that's that. But that's a kind of fan right. service. That's a kind of thing done for people who like it. It's not something that becomes necessary to the intrinsic explanation of how this character even right. works. But it's more so just: Do I think you know what? How they? You know, like that? You like how to phrase this? It's do I believe you've been in? <laughs> not even that. It's that. Do I think that you've defi- you've thought about your character's abilities enough to? Not necessarily to understand the physics of them, but like to understand the, like the, the capabilities, the limitations and the boundaries. Because if it's just, I'm going to like. For lack of a better term, the story right. mechanics. Yes. Because again, like I say, with Spider-Man. Like a character who can turn people, like, like the Spectre, mm. right? The Spectre, the Spectre can do pretty much everything. Why can the Spectre do pretty much everything? Because that's the kind of stuff Spectre stories are about him doing. All right. Why can't Batman teleport? Mm. Because he's just a dude, but yeah, and that right there is an example yeah. of story mechanics. Story mechanics. Story mechanics. Brum, mechanics. Brum, brum, Jeez, brum. what's wrong with this? <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that that's the whole thing, right? And it—that's why Ryu can rev his crutch. What? <laughs> Ryu, Ryu Terry from. Kyle oh, <laughs> I'm like, what? What's Street Fighter? The cop, the cop who can rev Look, his man, crutch. That's fun. I enjoy watching that happen. <laughs> <laughs> I have no problem with it, but I will make fun of it every time. But yeah, like, <laughs> I don't know the science of that. I don't need to know the science of that. But like... You know how he, it feels. But I know he has to do it. Like, you know but, what it feels like. But I know like. he has to do it in order to, like, activate okay, so stuff. Like, That's a limitation, right? I have to push this button to make stuff yeah. happen. The specifics of it, whatever. Well, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Consider as well, right? Okay, so like, uh, this is a thing from Discworld. Uh... If you see a wizard roll up their sleeves, what does that mean? Nothing. So Pratchett compared it to pumping right. a shotgun. Like when a wizard rolls up their sleeves, you know that they need to do like magic that uses ah, their whole body. They've like, got to they, cast gonna, with their hands. Like cast something right? complicated. Draw circles in the air and yeah. stuff. Yeah. 
and and when your wizards don't need to do that, you have a different set of limitations and story conceits and, you know, different things you can signal yeah. with the way things are. This is one of the things that there's a whole bunch of really dorky stuff that we do in comic books and cape shit, which is, like, still super useful for just making sure that people reading the story can understand what's it's actually It's like Full happening. Metal Alchemist, right? They have to... There are boundaries yeah. on what characters can be, do, and... If, and if, and even if it's straight up magic, but like, you can't just do it, you know, there are, you have to either yeah. draw the circle. There are exactly. rules. And because of that, you can easily fuck with it. And that. incidentally, the rules in that, like, yeah, the rules in that enable so much better storytelling. Uh, yeah. Mustang's gloves. They are an amazing example. Right. Can't work in the rain. That's, it's, a, all you gotta do is splash some water on him and boom, that character has to, Engage with the problem in an entirely different way. But at the same time, he's... Yeah, and that's amazing. Yeah, he's still an alchemist, so if he wants... He it's can, basic, but he it's can, amazing. He can find a way around it. It's going to take some work. He's going to have to fucking carve shit into his hand and find a lighter or do this or that and the other, but it... And that brings us back to our original point all the way back in the first episode, which is st- superhero stories want to be about Jack, who you are. Like you. And he's a yeah. clever guy. And again, that, that, back to Spider-Man... No, any, like, if he's underwater, web shooters not gonna work, right? Because how they're gonna, like, there's not enough air pressure. You don't even fully understand that science, but it's like, well, how would they work? They shoot out in this water, and I don't know, aren't the webs made out of some kind of liquid? See, like, you can, you can show shit not working and not explain it, and most people will fill in those gaps easier if they've been, if they've been. Indeed, nerds will get into fights about it afterwards. But, (laughs) but yeah. Hey, I'm not better than that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to pretend I haven't gotten into those fights. But yeah, and the other—I <laughs> I know the I know the name of my father. But the other thing is, like, all of this kind of comes back to the idea that the utility belt is a very like natural or like human level thing, right? It's weird if the Hulk has a utility belt or Iron Man or you know like yeah. a defined belt full of stuff. You know that. Yeah, that, that tells you that there's an element to which that character is limited and they are aware of it enough to want to plan ahead. And I have sat down hypothesized because I, you know, play all these superhero MMOs and I think about a character of like, what would be like your, what would be a reasonable loadout to just do superhero, like baseline stuff? And assuming nothing weird, super weird is going on. Not, not that he's planning on doing this with his later life yeah, at all. But just what would be, Clay, Clay's midlife crisis is going to be amazing. I, I'm just saying. No, I'm, I'm presenting this to you. What would what would you put in yours? Right? Like, what would you think is your baseline? What would okay. you need? Let's assume okay, you're fighting so regular street crime. I'm operating. You may or may not at some point in your life encounter something that has superpowers. Right? Let's establish that. Okay, so we're gonna so we're gonna also operate on the idea that the person who this belt is for is healthier than me. Yeah, let's assume you're an athlete. Right. Yeah, let, let's let's assume this is someone who hasn't just survived fights but can win them. <laughs> hey, if the other guy ain't, <laughs> all right. <laughs> if one of you stand and you won, <laughs> uh, if, uh, yeah. Well, anyway, um, let's let's just move on. Uh, the so this is also a thing I've thought about because one one thing I was actually planning on springing at you at the end of this podcast uh, as we got towards the end was saying what's chances oh, loadout. I've, I've also thought about and that. that would involve- Continue indeed uh but so okay so the first thought that springs to mind is i'm gonna want like a nearly bottomless supply of zip okay. ties mm, okay okay like like i know everything else aside the the utility of a zip tie to almost every situation 
Like, and also the cost for a zip tie volume wise seems yeah. very low. I like this. This is more specific than like, how I, I don't need to carry it. Continue. All... Yeah. Um, I'm going to want some access to zip ties. I'm going to want some way to signal or tag things. Uh, a mobile phone can do a lot of that these days where you can like tag an object, uh, tag a location in a map. But the problem with that is it doesn't, it, it's, it's, it, it can't be put on an object that then moves. So my inclination would be to have some sort of, um, like a tracking device like the Spidey mm-hmm. Bugs. Um, which incidentally, uh, purely, purely interesting note of history. Uh, those tracking bugs in Spider-Man were the inspiration for the first actual tracking bugs. Like the scientist who developed was like, Hey, can't I make something like that? And then, you know, the technology for the, the, the capacity to make small, small shortwave radio transmitters came up and he was like, Oh, well, I, I guess I've made Spider-Man's huh. tracking devices. That's Neat. cool. Yeah. Um, you can also point to the lie detector as being um, the fault of William Walter Marsden. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He people. Did say, yeah, I remember. I know that. Yeah, which which uh um yeah, it doesn't work. Uh, anyway, um the the point is that like I would want some way to keep track of objects. I would want some way to keep track of like specific things. So I would probably have some form of you know a, a tracking device um designed for purpose and ideally very concealable um i would want i would want to have access to a couple of shortwave communicators that i could like you know oh hey you're a hostage okay i need i'm not i can't get you out right now here is a communicator so we can keep in keep in communication and you can keep safe and i can reassure you because like if i've got any skills at all hopefully reassuring Mm. people is one of them um and Obviously, you want some sort of some sort of medical kit. If we're talking super science, you want you want. If we're talking superhero stuff, we are talking like you know mystical bullshit uh, medical kits that make a lot like of problems. Just Resident like, Evil. Oh, I've given you a kit. You just... Yeah, Shh. yeah. Or I, I've given you a kit. I now don't need to feel terribly worried about your health and well being for at least a little bit. Um, uh, in in City of Heroes, uh, some of the fiction that we worked with involved uh, these packs that. Um, had like a membrane on it and you slapped the membrane down and it got very hot and it became like a temporary skin that like, you know, nurses would hate you for it, but it would get someone to the ER quickly enough kind of thing. Like a Tegaderm. Um, so that kind of thing. That's uh, kind of real. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I, I, I tried to, I tried to ground my fiction in stuff that I knew was least vaguely right. possible. Um, and, and like, you know, actual skin breach one of the things burns and skin breach is one of the biggest things that can happen is infections so like a disinfectant pad that's you know um no guns uh no Mm. weapons in my edc because that's stuff that can be taken away from you i i find the idea of you know carrying a gun just in case to be so laughable really um because you know it it carries with it the idea that i'm always going to be the one who has access to that trump whereas if if there's never if there's no gun involved and I brought a gun, then I have made the situation worse mm. for myself. Okay. Um, what else have I got? I mean, I've, I've already used up quite a lot of volume here, right? Like, I've got a medical kit, and I've got zip ties, and I've got tracking devices. I mean, like, I'm, I'm looking at a loadout with just that. Highly comparable to Spider-Man, but Spider-Man backs it up by being fucking right. Spider-Man. Like, the zip ties can be compared to web shooters that are also a transport device. <sighs> yeah, that's, that, see, that's the thing. You put... And this is all off the top yeah. of my head, by the way. I, I, I haven't planned for this. No, I'm it's sorry. cool because, like, my thought press wasn't about specific objects. More so, like, the generalized function of them. It wasn't like... Oh, okay, right? yeah, so, yeah. like, 
in the idea of you're in a superhero snag, you say no weapons. My immediate thought is, well, no, I need range. Because if I'm a no, if I'm a normal quote unquote person who's in a peak physical activity, I still can't fucking beat like 50,000, you know, 50 dudes to death. And I can't, and if, and if the other person has superpowers, I don't want to be near them. So like, range is my first thought process. Yep, and also, sense. because I'm thinking, okay, how do humans take down elephants? They shoot them with arrows. How do humans take down large prey animals? You know, they don't, Chase them and stab them to death. So, like, range is part of the, like, quote-unquote, ascendancy of mankind. So, like, that's why they get, like, Green Arrow, right? Well... He's, his primary thing is range. Even Batman keeps his battle yeah. ranks. Yeah, no, that's So, if that's I'm fair. thinking about offensive capability, yeah, I'm thinking fair. of range. Secondly, I'm thinking of control. Yep. Like, the ability to manipulate a situation at range, which is why you have, like, your smoke bombs. Spray paints, and things like bangs, that, right? smoke bombs, so that, yep, and, yep. Classic uh, stuff. The next thing is mobility. Like, something that gets you moving. <laughs> oh my god, I, like, I'm sorry, but so far, are you noticing the comparison Yeah, of course! Difference? Yeah! I'm, I'm shooting niggas, and you're helping people! <laughs> <laughs> are we talking dagger? <laughs> okay. Are <laughs> we hawking dove? Did that happen? Mobility, right? So I want a grapple hook, or like skates, or a jetpack, or something. Uh, well, you just want a grapple hook. All right, let's 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 not phrase this as a superhero thing. Yes, you just want a but grapple I want hook. One of those things to one maintain my range advantage, two to get to people that need me quickly. You know, movement. I move around the environment, and then from that perspective, I need whatever is unique to my individual skill set. Because my assumption is broad physical skills, and then something I personally am good at. Right? My edge, yep. as it were. And in your case, that would be support. Yep. Your in gimmick. your case, that would be support skills. So you would have everything you've outlined in addition to that, right? For yeah. me, it would probably... I I, I kind of... <laughs> I kind of love that I've apparently just made myself... Nah, we're... <laughs> like, we're in com- like, in comic book terms, I've absolutely designed a girl. <laughs> this is a partner. You know what? We should go online and try to... We, we, can, we can work something out with this. I like this now. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, maybe we should play some sort of superhero yeah. MMO. Oh, oh hang yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> but I know, I like this idea because the, cause like, the, how do you, my thought process at the beginning was, how do I hang with other superheroes, right? And from that perspective, I have two, I, yeah. I have two options. And this is actually a thought process I was wondering about with, so like Batwoman came out, right? And, uh, Luke Fox is in it. And if you don't know, Luke Fox yep. in the comics is like a fucking, like a thrill seeker and like he's he's kind of rebelling against his you know lucius fox his dad but he's also a genius and so in that setting he's i'd like to think of him as kind of like a gearhead and then like that woman he's kind of yeah he is the nerdy guy at the computer that you've seen in a lot of things these days and that's it's kind of unfortunate yeah, and it's kind of unfortunate to think that a lot of the media doesn't hasn't wrapped their head around like the on like in field support character in that way when like like again there's lots of video yeah. games that already give us that it is easy to make a support character in a superhero setting it, just make a defender make a corrupter right make a controller and that works just yeah. fine even in a like non-powered setting right it's easy to make a fucking you know and again looking at defenders you gotta pick a weapon <laughs> <laughs> yep yeah, guns, archery. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Thanks. but like that's the thing. And um, 
That's what we use Dark Blast for. Find find me a non-emo Dark Blast character and I'll show you a liar. Ooh, that's a challenge. That is a challenge. <laughs> don't worry. But yeah, that idea that you can be a non-directly combat character in these settings, in an, in, in, in a context which you don't have superpowers, you're using a utility belt, and not be functional is like, it's disappointing. Arrow kind of did that. And there's, there's also, for what it's worth, there's also a, a whole bunch of connected, entangled complications when it comes to this, because um, unless there's something I haven't remembered, uh, Lucius Fox is has been black for a while now, right? Not since, it, it's not just a Nolan Pretty sure, thing, yeah, it's like, yeah. he's been black. I want to say he was, well, right? he was defined as a yeah. ra- uh, replacement that for Harold. Harold uh, is this uh, old Batman yep. character who used to hang out in the Batcave and was um, disabled in several different ways, but he was good with yeah. machines. And it was kind of fucked up yeah <laughs> so so like they kind of slowly started edging in lucius fox to sort yeah. of fulfill that role yeah but the thing is like then you run into this um complicated space of the things they let black guys do in these stories and like to a certain extent like you, you mentioned this with colin kaepernick with the idea that once people have marked you as being black you pretty much have only the option of becoming even more black <laughs> You know, it is kind of nice of like, hey, cool, it's it's the it's the thoughtful guy who makes these decisions on the wire, and it's a black guy instead of a the girl. And it's like, that's cool, but also, that is kind of making a black guy as a substitute for a woman. <laughs> and that's its other See, set that, of problems. That wouldn't have bugged me so much if not one, Lucius Fox had to define a character, like, which would actually fit into, the, like, the environment they've created in Batwoman. And two, if they hadn't already made that yep. character... With another person who also had a predefined personality beforehand. So, Mr. Terrific in the comics is a very serious, no yeah. nonsense, like, tech genius man, right? Uh, but the original Mr. Terrific was a different person. That the Mr. Terrific people think about when you say Mr. Terrific is a black name named, uh, Michael Holt. Who was like a super genius, uh, decathlete. He's called Mr. Terrific because he's the best at everything. Or at least, you know, as long as nobody's talking about Batman. Or, and, Anyway, point is, very serious dude, very, like, straightforward, uh, uh, one of those, you'd like this, uh, one of those guys who was, like, a stubborn atheist in a superhero setting, as his personality trait of his, as in, like, yep. we'll look at, look at the spec, yep, no, he's a god, he's like, meh. that guy, um, in the show, he is Felicity, but black, uh, and you've met Felicity, Right. Wow. That Thing is, sucks. he does become a Mister. He 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 gets to go in the field. He gets to fight. He's still not the top physical character. He offhandedly mentioned that he was the decathlete, but like silver medal, you know. But like he's the tech guy, but he gets to be on the mm, field. And mm, I I don't mind mm. that. I like the idea of a non-combat person who is still in the field and can still at least be in the fight, even if they're somewhat removed. But yeah, again. And like, because the times when they do that with Felicity, she needs to be rescued, yeah. and that's that's he her has, job. Story wise, right. that's the thing she's there doesn't for. need to be rescued as much, but he's still somewhat in that position. He's not the best fighter in the team. He's a tech person who has his, you know, his T spheres, yeah. his advanced tech, which does a lot of his stuff for him. And by the way, there's a connected thing here with um community of all things, where they did this recurring bit of um, uh, mm-hmm. Abed being just a better athlete than Troy. And Troy was deeply upset by this because, hey, you're a nerd. And the fact of the matter is that the actor who plays Abed in real right. life is a marathon runner. And, you know, the the idea that 
hey, decathlon, sorry, decathlete, that gives you a whole bunch of different skills. Yeah, it does. Most of which are endurance. Yeah, that's the thing. And, but, again, that, that's going to be so weird because, like, Luke Fox is going to have to turn into Batwing at some point. And, like, you don't have that character there in that role and not be, be like, yeah, yeah, season two, season three, he gets the fucking suit. And it's gonna, it's kind of, it's like, damn it, man. But, but, but he could, you can be the tech guy without being a, you know, nerd guy. There are other ways to be the tech guy. You know? Yeah. But the idea. Yeah. And, and indeed, that was one of the few things that Frank Miller got right about this idea he was kicking around about Batman, um, reimagined, uh, with like a machinist, like a guy with a machine shop and a, like a, a lathe and welders. That can be a gadget hero and just as well as someone who's, you know, running around with, um, a 3d foundry kind of thing like the whole the skill set is different and the tools you're using are different and it creates different kinds of gadgets but the outcome can still be someone like is it wasn't that for a while the thing yeah, with well, steel like steel had all these devices that were just like machine shopped stuff well and he made steel has a background in fucking military engineering but when he took to the streets yes yes Right, so yeah, like, Steel is actually like a rocket science scientist, but yes, he does do things in Steelworks, his foundry, and I want to say Suicide Slum, but I may just be, like, conflating him with Black Lightning. But, yes. Yes, well. But no, that's the thing. And, again, it's not, that's the other thing, is, like, for a lot of people, the te- like, the utility belt concept is just an endless well of technology equivalent to magic, but it doesn't have to be like that, you know? And that's one of the things where, yes. Handled well, handled well, it can do the job of that for the people who don't care, while not being upsetting to people mm-hmm. who do. And that's also why, um, the other thing is, like, the object, this is kind of one of those things where, where I go back and forth about, like, Spider-Man and his, uh, quiver, I mean, Spider-Man and his, uh, wrist. I, I, these, I, my thought, excuse me, let me collect myself here. Spider-Man and his web shooters and like Green Lantern Quiver. That's the other thing is like the form the utility belt takes is also an important aspect of your character, right? Because, you know, Batman keeps all his stuff on his yeah. belt because they are all devices that he pulls out and uses. Green Arrow has defined himself by his weapon of choice and so uses all of his systems through that. Spider-Man is the same way. And like how that object is built into your character's design is also like says a lot about them right because like yeah what what action does it take to get your item uh in in green arrow's case it's a direct it's a directly threatening action mm-hmm. he has to draw an arrow whereas in the case of batman it's reaching for something that is effectively in your pockets um it creates right. a different tone and also like like imagine if someone who just has a backpack full of shit. That says a lot. Like that can apply like youth, like a kid going to school sort of backpack setup. Because I want to say, um, Aranya when she was still Aranya, not Spider Girl, had a little backpack with all of her little things in it because she was a high school kid. Yeah, exactly. She that's was little, cute. Yeah, she, she that's was really a little cute. high school kid, so she had all her stuff like that because that's how she rolled. And it was and a Batwoman and Batgirl, their original implication, they were wearing purses because they were women and women. But, like, that's still yeah. something. There's there, there. Someone can bring utility purse back. So, and it would be cool. Uh, and, and, like, there's also one or two characters who have utility kilts, but they're also definitely jokes. Um, 
and and so to to bring this before we before we wrap this up i would just like to point out uh two other kinds of things which exist in the sort of the utility belt space but aren't quite there that i still have a thing for um first things first there's uh we're going to go to transformers here so this is not superhero stuff per se but this is a connected space uh but in transformers there are a couple of characters who have smaller dependent transformers that are connected to them uh the examples are no not not the minicons they were introduced with an armada but back in G1, there was a pair of characters called Blaster oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah, Soundwave. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they were Transformers that turned into boomboxes. A boombox was a kind of a portable sound system. You could, like, it, it could run on batteries. Um, <laughs> I, look, I, I, look, I know it's funny for me to explain a boombox, but they are literally know, old tech at this I point. Know. They are depreciated technology. In fact, if they had remade Blaster around the time of the Minicons as a CD player, he would still be depreciated technology. <laughs> ah, that's so weird. We're dying. <laughs> but, but, uh, the, the, um, these guys could turn into a tape deck effectively, and in their chest, they could carry another Transformer who was themselves a tape. And when you, and they could transform from that tape into a rhino or a bird or a little dude who could make earthquakes. And, the whole idea behind these characters when you got them as toys is you could only fit one or two of these characters in the bigger character at a time. And so there was a genuine kind of loadout feel to who are you taking on this mission? You can't take everyone. Then in the cartoons, they just open the chest and like 12 guys go falling out like it's a clown car. So, is, you know, whatever. Is there a clown but- <laughs> car transformer with like a little clown car dude inside of him? Uh, look, Transformers is like 35 years old at this point and has never not been making more Transformers. I, like, so I just, I want that to, I want that um, to be a thing. Like a little clown car, dude. Uh, there is a, there is a, a, a special promo character for a convention who is a pretzel cart. Hmm. And there's another one who's a ride on mower. That last one actually makes more sense than the other one. Anyway, um, yeah, like, is, what, is being a boombox no. really less embarrassing? Anyway, um, the other thing is, uh, and this is now, I'm now taking two steps further afield, uh, in the D&D setting of Eberron, there is a type of character called an impure prince, and their thing is that they collect a number of different symbiotic organisms that live on their body and can do specific utility effects, and each one of them needs to draw some of your blood to do it. So at the start of your day, you have to go, all right, I'm going to feed this one and this one and this one to get the special abilities, that because I know I'm going to need them later today, and maybe this one because it's generally useful. Uh, this mostly has the same utility belt effect as a game mechanic. Uh, and it's also super gross and squidgy and can let you have a tongue that's 14 feet long. So, that you know, cool. that's kind of cool. I would appreciate that. Um, ima- imagine if Venom had to do a lot of choosing as opposed to being a sort of all-consuming blobby whatever mm. I want. Yeah. And another thing that is like... So we've been talking about the utility belt as like a, a collection of things. And there's also the idea of your, like, gear and equipment as being, like, very complicated to perform one function. And again, it's more more Spider-Man talk. But also, uh, the... So we're going to talk about Attack on Titan right now. Shingeki no Kyojin. Uh, yep. There's some things to talk about that. Yep. We're not going to talk about any of that. We're going to talk about the 
actual good thing that show has, that book slash show has contributed to society, which is ODM Gear, which is fucking cool. ODM Gear is great yep. because, um, just, just in case that you need this from the podcast, uh, our official stance is that Nazis yeah. can fuck off into space. Um, you know, I, I don't think anyone needs us to actually put that one out there, but just in case you were actually curious, there's, yep, there's, there's fuck a couple that guy. of things I would have about yeah, ODM gear, which is gear. omnidirectional gear or 3D movement gear. Um, one, like, apparently he referenced an actual, uh, physicist or, um, uh, some kind of scientist to define this thing. And this is back to the idea of like machinist gear, because this is in a steampunk sort of setting. So everything is very mechanical and like they use gas, but like they use full size gas tanks, like the sort of oxygen tanks you'll see certain people using or in medical environments. Like I have to carry those fucking things around all night. Yeah. So those are attached to their bodies and the actual harness. And, yep, the, and they the are actual harness is a full body thing. It goes from your toes to your shoulders, which is why they dress like that. Because they have to dress around the harness. So they have those little jackets and all that shit. The whole grapple system itself yep. is attached to the hip and not your shoulders or your arms. So, like, you don't wrench yourself apart, you know? And it requires a full fucking, like, control mechanism that looks like it would fit on a motorcycle. Because you can't just push a button. What's important about this is, this was all defined, designed to kill Titans, which are giant humans. You have to swing up to them and, you know, slash them on the back of the neck with specialized swords, which you have to have multiple blades of because they break apart. Whatever, whatever. It's very cool to look at. There's some good games, supposedly. But what's notable is, this is a very purpose-driven piece of equipment. And then one day, they meet people who are trained to kill people who wear this gear. They have a different version of the same gear. Instead of swords, they have guns. Instead of firing from the hips, it fires from where the gun is. It's all one, and they're not like gun guns. <coughs> you know those like pressurized air canister things they use to kill uh, animals in slaughterhouses? That's what they're using. Yep. So they have like, uh, you might hear, the, right. you might hear them. So that, like the whole purpose gun. of these like anti-human ODM gear is to sneak up behind someone in ODM gear who is saying things the government doesn't want them to say. Like, like, you know, what's outside the walls or whatever. And, like, get up, get up on them real quick and pop them like that. And this is a full system, like, that like, clearly, uh, like, defines this character's purpose, right? If you have the swords and all of that, you're fighting titans. If you've got the little gun things, you're killing humans. And, and like, the whole yeah. mechanic of it is defined around, like, purpose, right? It's very purpose-driven. And this is what I was talking about, like, how Batman's get, you know, grapple hook works, right? The function of it says a lot about him. The function of Green Arrow's quiver and his, you know, system says a lot about him. Though, one of the good things about movie Hawkeye, mm, it's not a, it's not a, it's not a thing about Hawkeye, it's just about mm. his bow, is that... He also right can fuck off into space. But his, like, the, the quiver, or, you know, is a fucking system. And the bow is a system. If you, if you watch the first movie, they, they, you know, put camera time on that. He's got like a system of buttons on his bow that he taps in sequences to like tell his quiver which yeah. arrow to like rotate around and shoot up. So he's basically just have like a quiver full of just shafts <laughs> and heads at the bottom and he'll go tap, 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 you know, one, two, one, two, three, three. Yep. And it'll go down, load up, you know, an explosive tip and pop that up so him to fire. Well, that's a whole thing he has to have going. Right? And that again tells you the dedication to the mm -hmm. archery angle. Because that's a lot of fucking work to like 
Like that, that's really a commitment. Is. And this probably. It's effectively creating a form of security containment for a bow and arrow, a device so simple that we literally, uh, yeah, uh like you said, use it as a metaphor. Right. For like, and you said, like, technology. I wouldn't bring a weapon because someone could use it. Well, what if you have that weapon? Right. Cause like, they're, yeah, well, ah, I, ah. yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, like, nobody's going to use his bow but him. And it's not even, like, a security feature. It's just a convenience feature. But it's, he's so, you know, specifically trained to use that, that, that keeps it out of everyone else's hands. Right? And that yeah. works. There's a, there's a, there's a strong thought to worry about the whole concept of the Batarang. Like, again, the, like, I, I like the idea of the Batarang just because, like, He's throwing little bats around. That's nice. But it also, like, at a distance, you might not know he's using weapons. You might think he's summoning bats. Uh, um, in year one, uh, Flash told people yeah. he was waving his hands at everyone. Like, he wasn't. He was throwing batarangs. But, like, that helps build the mythology, doesn't it? Right? Yeah. That's, uh, that's one reason I re- also like the drones. You can make them make mm. the, the king. Oh, sound. man. I, so, there's a, yeah. there's a good, uh, joke about how, like, Batman and Daredevil have the wrong names. Where like, you know, Daredevil is blind, yeah. use echolocation to fight crime, and only comes out at night. And Batman is rich and uses advanced technology. I would really like Batman to use more like sound-based stuff in general. Like that d- thing he does in uh, a yeah. year one, and in the fucking Batman Begins movie with the bats. That's my favorite bat gadget ever because it's like, yes, yes. Why doesn't Batman have a device that summons bats? Like. Even if it's just for, like, Flash. Yeah. Even if it doesn't actually do anything. But he's like, alright, I gotta set the bat thing up, because I'm gonna be showing up in about 20 minutes. And he throws that, you know? Like, there's a lot of things you can do with sound-based technology. You can make people, for instance, scared! With, like, sub, like, uh, there's a very sub, like, sound frequency you can use that makes people uneasy. And I'm like, why doesn't he just have that on him, constantly playing, at everybody he talks to? Because if I'm trying to scare people, and I know... That if anybody looks at me too long, they're going to see I'm a dude in an outfit. <laughs> I would want to, like, have a subsonic sound device that would make them scared of me anyway, right? Alright. Alright, so one last thing, and this is just going to... So just to add to Clay's repertoire of things he can be mad about Batman not doing. Uh, you do know that uh, bat flocking can Ooh. ground planes, oh, right? Whoa, oh, <sighs> Some... If you if you could hypothetically flock bats around Gotham City, you could keep anyone from flying in or out. That was from the rooftops, a podcast about superheroes. That was Clay. That was Tyler. And uh, hey, Clay, uh, what kind of utility belt would Blade have? He had a fucking bandolier. I hate that they like hide all this shit, give him armor. Okay, so when he was first showed up, right? He had um. Hang on, wait. wait you've got something. I've got a whole fucking thing. I actually got sidetracked early when I was talking about the design and how that implies context so originally he was just a guy who'd stab you with wooden knives and it's actually weird these days that he's all about this tech because back in the day he hated all that fucking tech he would insult quincy harker every day with his stupid devices he just had a bandolier full of stakes he would tackle you and stab you with them it was great but that implies a lot about the character right because first of all bandoliers I, are hmm? i had no idea i was opening this can of worms uh, so this is cool go on. go 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 go, go. So, first of all, obviously, Blandeliers are very, like, weird and, like, extra. Like, he could have just had a regular belt, but no, he's strapped it across his chest. 
And that implies, yep. like, dedication. It, it, impl- it is kind of hard to go on the subway with a strapped chest full of knives. Right. But also, like, it says a lot about you that, like, you committed to your weaponry that way. But also, by having, like, just weapons, there's no pockets on this thing. It's just a bunch of stakes. That not only implies your purpose, but implies, like, who that purpose is directed at, right? If a guy got on the train with a bandolier full of wooden stakes and said, hello, you say, out to hunt vampires, are we? Right? Yeah. That comes on yep. with, like, knives. Well, actually, I don't say anything because I'm terrified, but go on. But you would know that man at a distance and what he's doing, right? Yeah, it, it, it sends a message. Right, you'd say, are you a Belmont, sir? <laughs> Has Castlevania risen again? And he'd be like, yeah, I, okay, uh, cool. I, I like how much of your time is spent sassing the guy carrying a bunch of knives on the subway. Anyway, going on. But, like, that, you know, explains a lot of stuff about the character immediately. And from yeah. a logical standpoint, there's a season and there's an scene in Blade 3, the bad one, um, where, he, like, they're going to save him from the cops because he got captured by the cops and they drug him. Anyway, and he just disappears up a fucking... See, like a fucking vent like what where'd he go whatever we're getting out of here and they get out of here and then he jumps out of a second store window and lands it's like oh i forgot my sword no okay so one first of all one of those swords has broken in each movie so those are not special swords that have you know emotional attachment to two they can make you another one like but there are other weapons but if you attach the bandolier to his sword and a bandolier is his entire weapons system you know even if we attach all that new shit, the fucking boomerangs and flash, whatever. Even if we attach all of that to the bandolier, then yes, you have to go get your sword because that's how you're going to get out, right? The yeah. logical sense to that, then if he is strapped head to toe with knives and shit and all these things everywhere, then whatever, I lost one of my many weapons versus I lost my entire system of combat, right? Yeah. Yeah, and that's where, like, and if you ever see, like, older pictures, like, you certain, like, if you look at, like, archetypical vampire hunters, you will see a bandolier of, <laughs> of stakes. So, like, that's a vampire hunter thing. That, yeah. like, if you look Van Helsing, if you look at Van Helsing, you'll probably see a picture of Van Helsing with something like that. Or, like, some of the Belmonts look like that. It's, eh. It's, it's, it's sad that they've lost that because of, you know, the movies and all the tech. But it's a, it's a, de- like a character defining aspect to see, like, what your character is going to be doing. Again, an archer character. You see Green Arrow, you know what he's about immediately. You see, Batman is a little more mysterious because he's supposed to be mysterious. That's the intent, right? And, like, a character who's not projecting something, who doesn't have to define themselves in some way, can just wear this shit on their sleeve, right? Yeah. And, of course, then we get into my beef about... If you can't create a superhero identity, that's a non-creative act. Da, 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 da. And, you know, you, hey. you you know my beef. Hey, 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 let me ask you a question. The Assassin Gauntlet, is that a utility belt? Especially in the later games when they start adding shit to it? No, but that's more tied to incompetence than intention. Okay. Um, like, uh, okay, so the, the tool set available to that is murdering people. Mm-hmm. Like, that's all it does. It, it is a device for killing the fuck out of people. Um, the fact that he can get, he can do it with a gun or a knife or, um, or, or a bomb, it, it's, it's still just a kill things. So there's not a lot of utility to it. As Even the ones with, like, like, the grapple hooks and the climbing and all that stuff in them? Yeah. Well, I mean, 
yes, the grappling hook is well. That's the thing. At, at what at what point are you dealing with a grappling? Uh, sorry, you're dealing with a utility belt versus a useful device. Because I that's don't feel like, like the, yeah. the thing of having all of that shit up their sleeves as part of like one device. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, I guess in a well-written version of Assassin's Creed that I'm not bitter at for eating <laughs> so much of my life, uh, then you absolutely could consider, um, especially Jacob Fry's as being a kind of um, utility belt. Yeah, that's what but I'm thinking of. Broadly like that, speaking, like, no. Yeah, but broadly speaking, the ones before that point, the ones where I wasted most of my time, uh, they are definitely not utility belts. Um, you can look at it how often they had to give the assassins another item that wasn't related to their punch gauntlet to, to spice up the gameplay. Like mm. Ezio, like Ezio got money, but like broadly speaking, I don't think that the Assassin's Creed used them as utility belts. I think they absolutely should. But then again, I also think they should be adding more grappling hooks and maybe just making a Spider-Man game. <laughs> you know? Just just go with the Spider-Man engine and ask if you can use it and use that to to Assassin's Creed around, because they're just I heard those last two were pretty good. I I you know, my the last Assassin's Creed franchise thing I ingested was the movie. <laughs> oh, that was a terrible decision. That was a bad idea. Well, I mean, you know, I, I I want to make sure I'm making an informed opinion when I say that everything related to Assassin's Creed is worse than it should be. <laughs> that movie had John Delancey in it. Everything can't be perfect. Yep. Anyway. Yeah. I think we're done here. I think, I think we're at <laughs> See, we hit both of our houses. I thought... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Your house is Blade and mine is... Assassin's Creed? <laughs> oh, I feel, I feel fucking attacked. Oh, how dare! Oh my god! You come here on my podcast and you treat me with such disrespect on this. <laughs> oh, oh, what? On this what? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'll find something else to be enraged about. Oh my god! <laughs> Thank you. Thank you.